this is Leonard Angelo. Uh, I've been thinking a lot, a little bit recently, and a, and a lot over the course of a few years about a, about portfolio and the idea of portfolio. Uh, what is portfolio? Portfolio for the artist is uh, it's basically proof proof of your. Uh, existence, proof of your uh, skill set, proof of your uh, past uh, clientele, uh, proof of your professionalism at times, and, and proof of your status. It's used as a status sort of uh, device, or can be, uh, because a portfolio on the uh, on the portfolio sites du jour. There's uh, Adobe has purchased Behance. And there's several others. Uh, to varying degrees, represents uh, the cream of the crop and the bottom of the barrel. It says, it says, as it were. Yeah, that's a negative way to look at it. I know. Uh, why am I thinking about portfolio? Um, well, I. I I've been interested in, in at least entertaining the idea of finding a new job. And uh, with a new job, I'm going to just say this, unfortunately, comes with a reinvestigation, a reevaluation of yourself. It's a very introspective exercise. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, I'm, I don't know if other people approach it this way, but I have found that it is a... Uh, it's almost like a cleansing, like a trial by fire, or so it's sort of a, a, a walk over the coals, the hot coals of, of, of uh, like a purification. And uh, if you don't come out on the other side, you you uh, you get burned up. It's it it can be rough. Uh, and part it, it it ends, of course, with uh, with an interview and a rejection or. Uh, or a bunch of query letters that come back or don't come back in the negative. Uh, that's the end of the... Uh, or, or a job. All right, if I be positive, it, come, it, it ends up with somebody saying, Hey, I will hire you. That's a great thing. You're a great person. You are validated. But before all of that is the, uh, the personal part. The I'm going to once again leaf through uh, the book of my life and see if any of this stuff is is of, of value enough to represent me out in the open marketplace, and that's a tough exercise. So whether you're a fine artist or an illustrator or a graphic designer, whatever, a writer, uh, uh, any of those things, a creative of any kind, a musician, it's like the greatest hits record that you're putting out. You know, you don't put out your, your B-sides and rarities to the, when you're trying to get a job, you know, playing the, the, the county fair. Uh, it's the best hits record. That's what you need. Greatest hits. ELO. Because <laughs> the rest of it is too obscure. Uh, you got to put that out. And you got to assemble it. And, and you, I imagine as, in, as a musician, that's a difficult uh, thing as well. Because uh, I know personally from seeing Robert Smith uh, of The Cure have a meltdown on stage at a, at a summer festival outdoors. Unfortunately, look, Robert Smith of The Cure, a little advice. If you're going... I love The Cure so much. I don't know if I've said that. One of my favorite bands of all time, and I have a hard time 
with those lists. But I can put the cure on there every friggin' time. Okay? Uh, anyway, Robert Smith, a little advice. If you're going to not enjoy playing your greatest hits on stage to a group full of drunken yokels at an outdoor music festival in the summertime, okay? Don't go on at 7.30 on a Saturday night after a, a whole weekend of binge drinking and, and peeing in the woods. Don't go on after those, uh, on an event like that, uh, especially if the event is called, you know, uh, whatever it is, 80s flashback or whatever. Don't go on stage after that. Don't, don't, just don't. If you don't want to play, you know, Disintegration a hundred more times, don't do that. If you don't want to play a, a, a Friday I'm in Love or, uh, or, uh, or Love Cats ever again, then don't, don't go to an 80s festival. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure the money was good. The guy flew all the way out from England. I'm assuming he lives in England still. So he could complain on stage. I love him so much, but he was just such a... He was just such a big old lady up there. He was in like a momo. Uh, he really was. In a momo with his pasty makeup. You know, he's probably 68 years old. He's up there. All right, let's churn out some more hits. Here's another one from our best of, best of record. And, and, you know, there he is. He's up there complaining. I love you, Robert Smith. Just a little constructive criticism. Anyway, feedback. <sighs> All right, back to the hits. All right, back to the hits. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, going to your greatest hits album for a musician must be pretty difficult. I'm sure there are some executives standing behind you telling you, uh, this is not the one. We're not putting this in there. No, we're not putting this in there. And the band's like, but it's our favorite. And they're like, no, it doesn't go in. Nobody knows this song. Nobody likes this song. This is, this is not something that the greatest hits should have, okay? You can put it on the extra track that nobody will listen to if you're in a CD. Or nobody will purchase from Amazon or whatever. What's my point? Uh, assembling a portfolio is a lot like that. You have to be a little bit brutal because, you know, there may be projects that are personally interesting to you that you know don't have any market value at all uh, or, or don't fit in a, in, a, in a type of work you want to do in the future or all that. And there's a million places to find that advice. Just go out onto the church of the artist and you'll find that advice. The church of the commercial artist, by the way, is now how I refer to the community that has grown up around uh, giving and dis dispensing advice to young artists and or old artists or and or unsuccessful artists. There's a church. It, it's definitely like a church because there are evangelists. There are, there are uh, roadside preachers. There are uh, tent revivals. All of those things uh, for sure. There are mega churches and there are little independent churches that will tell you... Uh, there ain't no heaven or hell, don't even worry about it. This is the Church of the Artist. It has emerged, it is, it is there, and all you have to do is go to YouTube or Twitter or whatever, and you'll find it. Podcasts, etc., you'll find it. All of it is great. Okay, pick and choose. Anyway, you go to the Church of the Artist, you'll get all kinds of advice for portfolio assembly that you don't need me for that. However, I find the task difficult, no matter what. And I've heard all the advice. And it, it alters a little bit over the years, 
but I've heard all the advice. Do this, do that. And I've done it all. And, and really, what it comes down to is a sort of culling of your own self. And it's a, it's, it's, a, uh, it's something that, that, that can be hard to do. I find it especially hard to do because I don't have a lot of confidence in my abilities and my work. Okay? So there's probably a handful of things that I would be uh, less uncomfortable showing around. And the rest of it is just, some of it is, is pure garbage. And I'm not, I'm not being hard on myself. There were, a lot of, there were a lot of great failures that I've had over my career. Great failures. And not a lot of great success, but success enough that I would say, well, I guess I'm putting that in the portfolio. This represents what I want to do. This represents what I'm capable of. All right, I'm going to talk about that for a second and then moving on. Uh, the last thing I want to think about with this portfolio business is that once you get the portfolio assembled and it goes into the marketplace, it's very easy to, to do the compare and despair exercise because you've assembled your best of album, right? You know, I, I'm, I'm the best of, of uh, <laughs> late 80s and 90s Motley Crue, okay? That's me. No, 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 Motley Crue. Who do I think I am? I'm more like Winger or... Uh, <laughs> Or a Tesla or something. Oh, no, they, they got a big fan base. Not Tesla. Uh, uh, I don't know. Little Pretty Boy Floyd or something like that. <laughs> Mr. Big. Now, they had one huge hit. I didn't have any. Anyway, my point is that once you assemble your Greatest Hits album, it's very easy to stack it up against other people's Greatest Hits album. And they, they usually go into a marketplace, like a portfolio website or, uh, or uh, an open, or a competitive sort of a job competition or a bid competition. And it becomes very easy to take your best of and compare to other people's best of. It's not a fun thing. It, it creates a sense of uh, self that is... Uh, Often not productive, I find, not productive to have a sense of, of, of to have a, what is it, a solidified sense of self. A portfolio, a greatest hits portfolio really represents a sort of a, a tangible self that we don't necessarily walk around with all day. But as soon as you assemble that, 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 that mixtape, uh, it is a, uh, it is a final thing, you know. And of course there's work to come. You'll do something better someday, maybe. Uh, but for the time being, this is yo. You put yourself out there and whatever. It's like one of those dating tapes they used to make in the 80s. You know, you get 10 minutes with a VHS camera. Go, You go. Make yourself sellable. It's rough. I don't know. And I don't like having an assembled The Greatest Hits. Because it takes all of the nuance out of everything that I've ever done in my life. Okay, so that's all I want to say about that. The greatest, this is really the topic I want to talk about. Because looking back on my work and trying to assemble the greatest hits once again, and I've done it a million times, but I'm doing it again, uh, is, uh, it, 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 it gives you access, of course, to your greatest successes, yes, but also your greatest failures. Because looking through the work that I've done, uh, just... I always do. I always do a thorough look just to see if maybe something's changed. It's like maybe elves have fixed some of those things that I didn't like before. Uh, as it turns out, no, they have not. There are no elves. 
still trying to get those elves in here, is it? You, you gotta leave food out? I'm only getting rats. Anyway. It's, uh, it's a good way to go back and spot your failures. And, and a lot of those failures I've put in a drawer I never wanted to see again. And when you bring them out into the open, you, you air them afresh. Uh, it's a little rough, because I think the older I get and the more advanced, quote-unquote, for better or worse, advanced I get uh, in, in skill and all of that, and maybe, maybe I think differently than I did, those failures have become almost unbearable to look at. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I imagine that artists all experience this. I've heard it a million times, but they're usually talking about their high school work. It's, it, but it is a lot like looking at pictures of yourself in, from high school. Uh, did I really have a mullet? Really? Really? Yes. In fact, you did. No way to airbrush that out. Uh, anyway, it was a Bono mullet. In my defense, it wasn't like a, 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 a Billy Bob mullet. There was a, I mean, Bono was a, anyway, he had one of those too. Everybody was doing it. I don't know what we were thinking. If they doing it in Ireland, it means something else, is all I'm saying. All right, uh. This is all I really want to say. I'm coming across some of my greatest failures uh, in this doing this. And uh, I'm tempted sometimes to pick up a pencil or a pen and see what I could do with those projects now. Now, I got a handful of, of really bad failures. And I don't just mean personally that I didn't like it. I mean that the, the client told me it was a piece of garbage more or less. This has happened to me uh, because I'm not the greatest artist in the world. Coming to terms with that is difficult, of course. But, you know, if I'm being honest with myself, I, I've been, I've been, I've found myself at a lack of, or, or at a, at lacking the uh, proper tools to complete the assignment on several occasions, okay? And they were assignments I was getting paid for, so it's difficult. It, it is uh, emotionally difficult to hand in something and, and, and get not only a critique of, of what could be changed, but a critique of what's, what's bad, you know? Like, this is really not at all what the, the quality that, that I expected or, uh, or this doesn't match the style that I really wanted or uh, whatever. And knowing that those feed, that feedback is not about, you know, moving the eye to a little bit to the left or, uh, or uh, changing some of the colors. It's about... Uh, having the skills to pull off the thing that the client wanted. And those have been the hardest failures for me. Uh, uh, and they're ones that I really, I think maybe I remember them better because they were ones that I had wanted to put in the portfolio. They were, they were dream projects. And I, I mean, if I'm being completely honest here, I had a, I had a handful of dream projects. And I have, uh, I mean, really, dream projects. Book covers is something I was really into. Uh, concept art for movies and scripts. Um, comic books. I've had a handful of professional jobs handed to me. That I, you know, I earned those jobs. I went out and got them. But uh, they were uh, 
all of them, um, no hyperbole here, all of them uh, are failures. Failures in that uh, I personally did not like what happened with them, and the client didn't either. Some of them I even had to fight to get paid for because, uh, or didn't get paid for because the uh, expectations that I did not deliver uh, 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 disappointed the client so, uh, the unmet expectations, that uh, they didn't want to pay me in the end. That's rough. I ain't gonna lie to you, that's rough. Uh, so, I often come across those projects. And I still like where they were going. You know, the beginnings were good. I had a solid beginning. I had a solid concept. I had a real good idea, I think. I think. Because I still look at the idea and I, I believe in it. Even now, I believe in the idea. But, but like most of my work, I believe in the idea more than the execution. Uh, and that's, God, that's a hard... That's a hard pill. Uh, it's almost like if I took my idea and I sketched it out and I handed it to another artist... I would be thrilled <laughs> if I could do that. But you can't do that when you're the artist. You can't do that. And I would love for the other artist to be me. So anyway, investigating these failures and seeing them again and assembling a portfolio reminds me of where I've fallen short in the past. And some of those projects I still have love for. Uh, but I... Uh, boy, when you go back and look at them, it's almost like uh, there's an emotional weight. There's uh, a, a trauma. Is that right? A trauma. Can I say that? It's a little too severe, but, you know, when somebody... When you've argued with a client or, or the client has basically told you you weren't measuring up, it's a trauma. I'm sorry. It's, it, it's going to hurt. You got to have more confidence in that, of course. So advice to the young at art, I would just say uh, all that stuff that the church of the artists will tell you, build a thicker skin, you know, those evangelists will tell you that. But uh, unfortunately, they don't tell you how you're going to do that. And how you're going to do that is by getting hurt over and over again. Whether or not that skin ever forms, I don't know. That probably depends a lot on your psyche, on your makeup there. Uh, not, not so much uh, anything you can be proactive about. Uh, boy, off topic. What am I talking about? Oh, oh, okay. This is all that matters. I often wonder if I should, if I should reinvestigate those projects, those dream projects. And not to go back to them, the verbatim, go back to the brief and, 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 and pick it up and do it again as if, as if I was getting paid again. But look at what was required of that project that, that I didn't have the skills for at the time. Uh, there's one in particular that was a concept art job for a person who was pitching a script. And uh, I didn't have a lot of digital painting ability at the time, and I still may not. Uh, and the way I approached it was all, was all wrong. I was doing my best, you know, and I had a bunch of people in front of, reference in front of me that I, that I wanted to achieve, that I was, they, and there's another one that was a drawing project, it was drawing a bunch of characters in a space, and uh, uh, that one was going to go on the side of a building which was, God, that was a big deal project, and boy, did I fuck that up. 
man, oh man. And I remember the artist I had in front of me was uh, Toma Hanuka, who's amazing. <laughs> and I was looking at my reference, and there's like a bunch of Toma Hanuka paintings and drawings, and then I'm like, oh my God. And here's what I did. <laughs> to, it, it, I wish that I didn't remember who my, my influence was or my reference was. <laughs> We do because it makes it that much worse. Oh, anyway, I often wonder if I should go back to those to that those projects. I think it's a good classroom assignment. You know, I want everyone in the class, like maybe a master's degree class. I don't really have classes. All right, upper division bachelor degree or whatever. Come and I want to tell everybody in the class, bring in your very worst failure drawing. And it's got to be, you know, from a period of time where you were really trying. It can't just be like high school stuff. Bring in something, you know, relatively recent that is your absolute worst failure. We're going to pick it apart in class and you're going to redo it. You're going to do like, I'm, I, you want to do like, basically I want to be like Sam from Quantum Leap. You know, just, yeah, <laughs> leaping, leaping into different versions of myself from, from uh, my own lifetime. Uh, and hoping that the next leap will be the leap home. That's what I want to be. I want to be Captain Archer from, uh, from Quantum Leap. Just leaping around. Oh, let me go. I, I love that, that show. He wanted, he wanted nothing more than to go home. Even though he was righting all the wrongs in the world. He wanted nothing more than to go home. There's nothing I want more than to stop righting these wrongs. This isn't getting annoying. Now I'm a woman. Yeah. Now I'm a, uh, a, a pool player. Now I'm a jazz guitarist. I don't know. Now I'm a mobster. Anyway, that's what I want. I want to leap into myself and figure out how to fix what... Right all the wrongs. Like a, like a late 80s, early 90s TV show. Like Michael Landon from, from, from uh, Highway to Heaven. Or uh, or Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, or uh, or uh, who, uh, why were they always tra- why were they always traveling? Or Starman, anybody see that one? Elite mid late eighties TV show, Starman traveling around writing wrongs. There was a lot of writing wrongs. It's interesting that in the the late eighties and early nineties, traveling around and writing wrongs. Uh, could be accomplished without uh, uh, turning into a, a, a giant green Luferigno and, and smashing things. At a different time. You can right wrongs without smashing things. This is what we learned in the late 80s. You can right wrongs by just being nice. Thank you, Michael Landon. <laughs> anyway. Okay. What am I talking about? I wonder if it's a bad idea to even think this way, but uh, I've started another list, a list of the handful of failures that I've had in my, uh, in my recent experience that, that still bother me, the ghosts that still haunt me. Um, uh, and maybe just by looking at that list, I will uh, exercise this demon here, or maybe uh, maybe I need to look at what was lacking uh, in those projects, what skills were lacking, what, what approaches were wrong. And maybe I need to find a, a way to apply those to something new. Maybe that's healthier than, than trying to build, to rebuild an old, uh, you know, 